0: hey what's happening episode 105 i am shane and i am here today with jose galison i had to put that little enunciation in there to make it sound cooler uh uh, how are you doing jose
1: doing all right you gotta put a little stank on it to make it yeah uh, to put that uh little uh reggaeton or whatever the fuck on it (laughs) yeah 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 sure Uh, yeah doing good doing good um yeah, just had a couple good episodes this week. Me, I had you on. I had uh, James gentleman I've been having a good week, some good conversations. So good stuff.
0: Yeah, that's good. So I guess th- returning the favor. Here you are on my show. Yeah. Um, but uh, so yeah, just to kind of get right into it, and uh, kind of wanted to let people know who you are uh, because I know I don't even remember exactly when it happened, um, but I know that uh, a whole bunch of people, I guess, in the quote-unquote liberty movement, you can say. Uh, were invited to be a part of this facebook group uh called the liberty movement um so can you can you talk about how that came about and what's going on with that
1: yeah uh i mean how that came about is that was basically a byproduct of the coof. um during that time we were all cooped up i mean even me in florida i was like kind of semi cooped up you know like pretty much everywhere had some form of lockdowns aside from maybe like one or two places and uh and I feel like a lot of that energy was being put into social media, and I got hit up by. Uh, I actually didn't know him at the time, but we had mutual friends because uh, we kind of like were in the part of the problem. Like this, all kind of spurred out of the the part of the problem group for Dave Smith or whatever. Yeah. you know, it was like inner circle group, and uh, it was actually Kieran Kieran Gunn. He, uh, he's he was the founder of the group, and uh, he hit up me and Derek Walker, and um, we kind of started it up. And uh, I mean, like, I guess technically Kieran was the founder, but we all were there at the beginning, so. You could say me, Kieran and D- and Derek were the founders, if you will. And um, the idea was that he wanted to essentially create a movement and he really wanted to like mirror it a lot of like essentially a lot of what like the left was doing, but like in a, in a uh, principled type way. And like one of the things that we talked about from the beginning were like, how did, how do we go about this? And one of the big things we were inspired by was, you know, the whole quote, um, I think it's Breitbart. It's the, uh, you know, uh, was it politics is downstream of culture. Uh, and so we really wanted to focus on the culture. And we we just thought that, like with libertarians or, or liberty minded people in, in general, the greatest thing that divided us was politics. So we wanted to have a space where, you know, we wanted to focus on the cultural side of things. And so, yeah, we built that. It grew really quickly. I mean, admittedly, it's lots of but a lot of, little, little bit of energy because we have uh, had all the I mean, censorship that's gone on like crazy around the election and stuff. And uh yeah, um, we've created a lot of chapters and such. We probably need to really you know focus on that again. but a lot of things have spawned out of that. Um, we also kind of created a YouTube channel where the idea was that we wanted to kind of also take that same spirit where we had the um, the cultural I like uh, cultural non-political spirit in there and uh, I was one of the ones who started up. I kind of immediately started that up um, and kind of use that energy to move forward. I got we got now we got, we got me with my No Way Jose channel. We have a we have a um, like a Christian channel, and then we have a we have a guy who does like gun stuff, and then we have a like a movie review from like a Rothbardian perspective type stuff. And none of those really ever go into like political. None, none of them are like you know going to who they're voting for. Or this just kind of go like principles. It's kind of very cultured. Um, and we are, we're always looking for more. So if there's anyone out there who has something that fits that, like say you want to do like a sport and you just Say you just so happen to be a liberty-minded individual and you want to support hit me up, you know, get going. But it's a little bit of an aside. But yeah, that's kind of the idea. I mean, most of those people have their own channel as well. So, and then if they have like political takes, they'll put that on their own channel. For example, like I have my own channel as well and uh, I have political stuff. So like if you want that extra content you have to go to my channel, but we just kind of want to have like a, almost like a variety thing with that, like that 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 spirit of that, so like I said, that's like, I feel like the biggest thing that divides liberty minded individuals is because when you look at the left, and you look at the right, they're usually pretty much on board with, Hey, we're going to vote for the dude with an R or we're going to vote for the dude with a D. But now you get with uh, you get to the Liberty people and it's like, Oh, I'm not going to vote. Uh, or I am going to, or I'm going to vote libertarian or I'm going to vote Republican. Cause this reason or I'm going to vote Democrat mm-hmm. for this reason. It's like, that's the biggest dividing factor among us. And then you're like, well, you're a statist. No, you're a statist. And it's, just like that we want it not to be productive energy. And we just thought like, if we wanted to create some sort of movement, that was the way to do it. And yeah. <laughs> and yeah.
0: It, it seems that um, with that whole thing that you're talking about, um, how there's this divide with people when it comes to politics, I mean, it, it's going to be like that forever. And so when you have a group of people like the Liberty movement uh, group that, you know, they, they look at other Areas that they can talk about, like you're saying with uh, movies or uh, you know TV or, or whatever, um, I think that's really important. I mean, there are people. I mean, like a big example, like with you know Eric July being what he's doing, definitely uh, hitting the the cultural realm uh, with with uh, what he's doing and all his work. And of course, Dave Smith with you know being a stand up comic and the podcast that he's doing, you know, so kind of going into that cultural realm is very important. And I think it's not just, Oh, let me tell you about uh, economics or something like that. Like, let me tell you about the tax rate or whatever, blah, 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 blah. Because not everyone, every, whenever people hear about taxes, nine times out of 10, people are going to be like, you know, they're going to fall asleep or something like that. Um, so like when it comes to those type of things that you're talking about, have you seen any progress with what you've been doing and what everyone else has been doing in the group?
1: I mean, I feel like it's hard to gauge progress. Uh, I feel like it's one of those things that um, I, know, um, I'm, I, had, I had an idea there that kind of slipped my mind. But it's one of those things that's kind of almost like intangible. It's hard to gauge. But like I said, we created chapters. Like, for example, during the middle of the whole COVID thing, we had like in the Florida chapter. We had a meetup. Actually, the was a Tampa subchapter. We had a meetup. Uh, we're actually in the beginning stages of probably planning another meetup. Uh, I mean, we're in Florida, though, so it's not as impressive now that we don't have the whole COVID thing going on. But uh, we're, we've actually found out that Sal the Agris is in that area. So we probably mm. might do some sort of like 3D printing slash like crypto like show and tell type thing and hang out. So that'll be kind of fun. I know the Oregon chapter had a lot of uh, got a lot of stuff going. That was kind of like my bread and butter is I really wanted to, especially with all the lockdowns, like really wanted to create like in-person meeting because, well, I do think it's cool to use the the uh, this, like the energy that you get from social media and use that inertia. I kind of wanted to use that inertia to get to real world shit, because if things get crazy, I mean, you can't you can't suck in person relationships. So that was kind of what I really, really, really wanted to establish. And I mean, I, I'm I'm I consider myself an agorist, so that's also kind of like an appealing thing to me too is setting up local networks. And that was a uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, I feel like there was still work to do, um, but yeah, I, I do feel like we had some progress. I mean, there's still a pretty good size. Uh, there's decent amount of energy like i said i do not like there was some weird stuff going on social media i have noticed that things don't get as much traction as they used to so i don't know if they're just like found some sort of more advanced algorithm and they're just like scaling stuff back i mean with that like if you guys are listening you are just what we're doing we're also on me we i mean the group is way smaller there but it's a um, you know that's a spot where that's way more way more free and so you don't have to deal with a lot of the issues you're gonna have to deal with a. Uh, facebook but the thing with facebook is uh there's more people there so you know it's a trade-off but i mean if we get more people to me we then we can get some of that original spirit we had at the beginning and that'd be great you know so
0: yeah um so kind of i guess on a little bit of a tangent uh you mentioned that you're an agorist for those who are listening and watching you don't know what agorist means can you kind of describe what an agorist is
1: oh that's a that's a lot of shit right there uh i mean it <laughs> was a it was a philosophy uh created by sam conkin um I mean, I I have, like, slight minor disagreements with Konkin, but for the most part, I pretty much agree with everything he said. Um, He kind of really advocated uh, utilizing the counter-economics, and he really was against utilizing the state in any way, shape, or form. So he was against politics in all all shapes and forms. So, like, for example, and a lot of people like to vote for the Libertarian Party and stuff, he thought that was counter, and he was it was, like, counter to your ends. Like, that wasn't going to work out for you. And I kind of agree. I and mean, that's a whole other longer conversation. Um, yeah, he think that most people get out of agorism is the counter economy, which is the idea of you have the white markets, you have the, the black markets, gray markets, red markets. White markets is everything that's on the up and up. You're you're claiming all that shit on your taxes. You know, everything's perfectly legal. It's all good. Black market is illegal. It's just like, but illegal, but moral. Like it's, you're not hurting anyone. The red markets were illegal but immoral. So that would be stuff like, um, I don't know, like child sex slaves or hit men, stuff like that. So like he was against that. That's not cool. But then the gray markets were like kind of like an in-between the white and the black. So that would be – a lot of people don't even think about it. And that was like one big thing with his work is a lot of people don't even realize that they're engaged in the gray market. Every, pretty much everyone can think of it. They are somehow have engaged in the gray market at some point. Because the gray market is as simple as, I don't know, going to a flea market. Like if you go to a flea market and you buy some stuff at a flea market and you're paying in cash, do you really think that dude is claiming that stuff on his taxes? Probably not. So, and even then, like if you're the guy selling stuff there, a lot of times they're not even really thinking of it of like, I'm doing this as a fuck the state type thing. They just don't even really think of it. They're just like, oh, it's cash. I mean, no one knows about this. There, you'll find there are the biggest statists in the world that won't even think twice about it and, and have some sort of cash aspect to their business and not claim it. And it's like you do realize that's very counter to your whole philosophy, right? It's just it, – I don't know. It's just it's kind of silly. And that was actually another aspect of it, how he thinks that when you're trying to push agorism, you should tr- also recruit from people who are doing it. So like for example, like drug dealers. Like they may not be philosophically on the up and up with it but they are the ones who are practicing it. And then you also saw, on the other hand, you should pull from people like, say, for example, ANCAPS, ones who completely agree with the message but may not be actually living it in the, like, you know, utilizing the gray market or the black market. So, yeah, I mean, there's a whole... I mean, you could do a whole thing about it because there's there's a whole lot of different, you know, ins and outs of the philo- philosophy. And I feel like it's a lot of where there's a lot of confusion there. I know a lot of people... There's a lot, of, I don't know, like... Uh, Especially within like the LP types, there's a lot of times they they don't understand the agorism, and that's where a lot of like the arguments stem from. If you are interested, I did an episode with um with Sal the Agorist on my channel recently. For any of you guys listening, I would highly suggest checking it out because like we went into kind of a lot of the misconceptions that people have, and uh, yeah, because it's kind of hard because there's it's a whole philosophy, and so then people just hear you say something and they just jump to all these conclusions and just yeah. But we could do a whole episode on that. But I, I will. Uh, I will spare you. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that's a whole other, uh, whole other issue to, to go into, right?
1: But I feel like um, I go with the basics. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's basically what I was looking for. You just kind of let people know what it is, and if they, you know, want to dive more into it, they can.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, it's it's interesting too because like just ha- us having this conversation you can consider this just an, an anarchist or and like an a- agorist type of conversation because, you know, we didn't ask permission Well, maybe I asked your permission. You asked me, you know, Hey, you know, we, we had this cordial dis- uh, discussion and we, an agreement that we we're going to do this. And so just that, and, and us having that discussion, that's, ba- we didn't have the state, at least I hope we didn't have the state, you know, listen to our conversation. I mean, who knows at this point, you know, a- in these days, you know, but as far yeah, as I, I know,
1: one to get on here. So,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You know, but, <laughs> but just like when you're on the street you know you're you're ta- you're walking around you you talk to someone like you, you you talk to a someone at the store or whatever i mean that's that's an anarchist type of discussion because it's just between two people that are having a discussion and then if they have this exchange you know f- and it, it's it's like it's like simple economics you like, well i have this uh thing that I have like $5, for example, like money, and then you have something I want, for example, like an apple or something like that. I'll give you the money for that apple, and then we have that exchange. So it's kind of the, that similar type of thing. Um, yeah, so it's it's pretty interesting, I think. And if people want to, again, look more into the agorist type of uh, philosophy, they can definitely do that.
1: Yeah, quick aside, if you do really, or if that's something that is interesting to you, it's super easy reading. It's like Konkin only ever made two books, and then a sort of a third, but it was actually compiled from notes. So it's it's really really short. It was compiled from notes, like post mortem, by one of his fans, and they kind of sort of wrote it wrote it for him in a sense. Like, but they used mm-hmm. a lot of his notes for to kind of build it up for him. But yeah, yeah, the New Liberty Man, the New Libertarian Manifesto was his first book, and then an Agorist Primer was the second. And then um, there's Agros class theory that was made by uh, Wally Conger, but then he used notes to kind of like because I guess that was kind of something I I'm pretty sure I'm talking to my ass a little bit, but I'm pretty sure that was kind of something he was working on around the time he died. So Conger sort of finished it for him, but he used a lot of his notes to do it, and he obviously used his own stuff as well. So, but yeah, and then all very 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 short books. So,
0: oh, so yeah, there you go. For anyone who's interested, they can definitely go and check that out. Uh, so I guess kind of going back um, and then, you know, talking about how the whole Liberty movement thing kind of evolved from all the COVID lockdowns and all that stuff. Can you talk about, since you, you're you in Florida, can you talk about that whole experience and how uh, COVID restrictions are in Florida and how it's been?
1: Oh, uh, Florida uh, right now. I mean, it's, I mean, obviously, if I compare it to before COVID, it fucking sucks. But if I compare it to other people and like what they're going through, not bad. Um, yeah. Most places I go in, here in Florida... I mean, okay, I know a lot of people think of Florida, and they think it's a wild, wild west, and we're not wearing masks, we're not doing anything. And that's not the case. Because I'm pretty sure, I mean, I don't know the legal ins and outs, but I'm pretty sure the state pretty much just, like, for the most part, kiboshed all the restrictions. Just mm-hmm. gone. But a lot of people don't think of, like, yes, okay, they did the state, but... Every you got every county, you got every city, you got, you know, every whatever, like every little ordinance and stuff. So pretty much everywhere in the state still has like mask mandates and stuff like that, but they're like they're not enforced. Like uh, every store I go in usually has a sign that's like mask required. But then you go in there and like probably depending on the spot, like pretty much the more corporate it is, the more it like is kind of enforced, but even not really forced, like socially enforced in a way. Where it's like, say, for example, if I go to my local, like, supermarket, which is like uh, a large brand, it's Publix. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I know it's a very regional thing. But they're a pretty large brand. Uh, you go in there and most people are wearing their masks. But if you go to, like, a smaller, more mom and pa place, almost nobody's wearing their masks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even then, even within Publix, there's probably, I'd say, like, that Publix, I said, probably, like, 30% of people aren't. Mm-hmm. And so, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely, like, I'm definitely glad I'm in Florida for sure. I mean, most places I don't wear it. There's very few places I wear it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have my kids with me too. And I'm like, don't put that shit on. That's stupid. But <laughs> I mean, if anyone ever came up to me and was like, hey, uh, you need to wear a mask in the store, I would either leave or I would go, okay. And I'd be like, my bad. And I'd put it on and that'd be it. You know, like I'm I'm not one that's going to cause a problem about it. But I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just I guess it's the way I look at it. I know a lot of people say that might be a property rights violation. But I mean, and if they... If if someone has a rule in their property but they don't even a rule, it's kind of like Dice Dice said this thing about like if you're on the highway and it says a sixty miles per hour, but everyone drives seventy miles per hour and no one gets pulled over unless you go over that, is the is the speed limit really sixty or is it seventy? Yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's kind of the same idea there. So and don't get me wrong, if anyone ever said, Hey, you need to put on a mask or you need to leave, I would either leave or put on the mask because I do I do believe in property rights. It's just I feel like that's kind of a gray area and a lot of people try to make it out like that's some sort of property rights violation or some shit, which I think is silly, but
0: yeah. And kind of going with the whole mask debate and everything like that. I mean, just the fact if you're, you wear a mask and, or like not wearing a mask and the people who wear a mask, they'll look at those people who aren't wearing a mask and they think that they're, you know, the whole, you're trying to kill my grandma and all this other stuff, you know, this, this like, I don't know. They, they really exaggerate and everything like that, but it's also interesting too, because, and, and I know we've mentioned this before on our show countless times, so I'm sure I'm repeating myself. To, I'm sounding sound like a broken record at this point, but like when this whole COVID thing was coming out at the beginning of the year or in 2020, I should say like Nico and I, we we were wearing masks at the beginning and people were looking at us like we were crazy like you know we were on like some kind of killing spree or something like that why are you wearing a mask Were you crazy because also i don't know if you remember this but it, and it seems like forever ago but they were basically saying COVID isn't really this big of a deal like stop you know you don't need to wear you don't need to start buying these masks because we need that for the hospitals and all that stuff and then it was like a huge 180 like a month or two later that, hey you need to start wearing masks and all this stuff so it's kind of like they were just Kind of going along as they went, not really knowing what they're doing. I mean, it's basically government in a nutshell. They know what the hell they're doing, but you know, this is like a prime example of that. Uh, and so, the whole mass thing is just—it's it, just a really interesting kind of way of looking how how everything is nowadays because. I mean, and I, I'm sure you've seen this too, where it's like, okay, well, the, the vaccine is is here, but then people are still saying we well, need to wear your mask even after you get the vaccine. So it's kind of like, well, then what's the point? Like, do I, if I, I thought if I get the vaccine, then that's it. Like I thought I don't, I'm never going to get the COVID or anything like that. You know? Um, So like, so in, in terms of like being in, in Florida and everything like that, it, it is true. It's, it's from from someone who who's not in Florida, I look at Florida and I go, wow, Florida seems like a pretty cool state to be in terms of this whole COVID lockdown stuff, you know? But you're you're saying that it's still it is there is still some of those restrictions and lockdowns.
1: Yeah, I mean there's not really any lockdowns here. I don't think there's anywhere that's locked down, but they do have like mm-hmm. the mass stuff. And you will see okay. shit that's like socially distanced, but it's not like anyone actually cares. I mean, the only place that even like even when we were in the height of the lockdowns and stuff, the only place that made a big thing about a lot of that stuff was probably Walmart. I think I went to Walmart once mm-hmm. like, the lockdowns for. I don't remember why. I, I, even before all this stuff, I pretty much try to stay away from Walmart because it's just trash. But like, I went in there and I just remember they were like being like really cunty about like you know maintaining your distance and stuff and just it's, like I don't know. I, that, that, I mean, I'm kind of glad a lot of places don't really make a thing about the six foot thing anymore because that, that's just such a pain in the ass. Like yeah. grocery shopping, you're like to try to like literally stay six feet away from people. It just doesn't even. Like you, you, think it sounds easy until you're like in a normal, like real world, and you're like, uh, well, I need to get around this person that's walking at the speed of death, or whatever, you know. Like, yeah, um, oh, I totally just completely brain brainfired where I was going. But <laughs> well, no, it's like with the six feet,
0: yeah. uh, a six feet apart thing, you know, how yeah. when you're in a, you're in the grocery store, and you're in, you know, you're waiting in the check line, and there's these people, you know. Okay, you're gonna sit right here, and then another person's standing right here, and then you're getting to the part where you're getting into an, you're getting into an actual grocery aisle. And everyone just starts flowing into the grocery aisle. And then you're like, oh, there's people in the grocery aisle. You got to move around. It's like, this is crazy. Like, really? We're going to be living like this? Like, come on.
1: Yeah. That's so ridiculous. I know. I don't know if, I mean, I'm assuming it's the thing that happened probably most places, but I know that even for a while had like the like little, like, like lanes where they'd be like, you need to go this way and the oh, other. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the arrows
0: pointing This is only one direction. You can only go I, that way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I never followed that ever. I was just like, no, <laughs> fr- frig you. Like, I'm not I'm not gonna go like all the way around just to come back. Like I, I don't know. If you want to make a thing of it, we'll make a thing of it. And I'll be like, okay, my bad, but <laughs> yeah. you're gonna feel really dumb because this is stupid. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's definitely better here in Florida. But it's still not as good as I'd like it to be, especially, I mean, it does really irritate me having kids and all. They're kind of like irritated that this is like the world they're growing up in. Because I do take, I don't know if you listen to Vin Armani a lot, but that's one thing he's been going on. That Like he's, he thinks it's just going to be a thing. This is just going to be it going forward. And I think he's kind of right. Yeah. In some extent. I think in some places it will, in some places it won't. Like, for example, here in Florida, I actually feel like I kind of feel that culture slowly dying. Like at least in the rural areas. And there's some of the more like corporate or urban areas. It's just a thing. Yeah. But even then, it's like, it's kind of loosely a thing. But in the mm-hmm. rural areas, not a thing at all. So I, I do think it's going to be, I think it will be kind of just some places, it is, some places it isn't, which is kind of interesting going forward. Like, how is this going to manifest later? Which yeah. is like a big thing. I went through the whole like, gentleman. like when I had my uh, talk with gentleman the other day, uh, I went to like, manifest here in the future. And we kind of like, we're going into how there's going to be more of a divide before, between the urban and the rural type, you know, situations. And I think that while it is a silly thing, masks, I think it does kind of really indicative of like how that's going to be kind of deal. Yeah. And
0: it's just another way for them to divide the people, you know, like I was saying before with the whole mask versus anti-mask debate. Now it's like, well, if you didn't wear a mask, then I can't be your friend or something like that. I mean, it's just another thing for them to hate each other about. And it's just, you know, I mean, the whole COVID thing is this, this whole thing now and everyone has to make it part of their life. And I mean, it, it's kind of sad, you know, to think about it. But also, I do think that there is definitely a point there where people are just going to be, yeah, it's just part of the the fashion now. I mean, you saw masks coming out where you know all these corporations were kind of with their own branded mask, you know, having their logo on the mask or whatever like that, and selling them. And it's just like, like I guess we're selling masks. I mean. Maybe in a way you can kind of understand because, oh, well, I guess this is a thing. So we might as well market off of it or, you know, get some money off of it, right? Uh, so, yeah, it is kind of um, kind of crazy to think that that's possibly going to be the thing. Um, but also going along with like Biden becoming the president and you've seen these. Politicians like uh, like Cuomo had some statement or so saying like, oh maybe we should, you know, maybe to open these businesses back up the economy. And then what's her name, Chicago Mayor uh, Lightfoot or whatever, saying like, you know, I think we need to open these businesses back up. It's like, oh, now you're saying now. If you've been pounding on me forever about this, and now you're like, hey, you know what? I think the economy needs to be back open.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's almost like they're getting to a point where. I mean, if I was to go crazy conspiracy minded, I'd almost be like the elite are just testing what they can get away with. Yeah. So it's like, like for example, like uh, the whole Capitol thing that re- happened recently—the the the, the capital insurrection or where the fuck? But like, we they were all the the left is freaking the fuck out about this capital thing because we because att- like, not we but because they went after their their precious cathedral. Yeah. But you, we had like months of riots, and it's like you. Like, are you, are you just expecting that we just did not, like, see what just happened? Like, it, and it's the same thing with that, where it's, like, with the whole Cuomo, like, being like, I think we need to reopen. It's like, do you think we forgot your stance for the past, like, almost year? Like, it, it is almost like they're just trying to see what they can get away with. And the scary thing is, I think, they're kind of getting away with it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, to some extent, I mean, that like that's a concept I've had going forward. That I think that we're gonna keep going to see going like it'd dec- be really interesting. Manifest and uh, I think that a lot of that kind of plays into it. I think we're going to have more more of a divide, but I think with that divide, we're going to get more more freedom in certain areas more statism in others. So it's like more just like what part of that divide are you going to fall down on, kind of deal. But yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, because also with their one eighty on how they feel about the businesses and and all the lockdowns and everything like that you know they've been saying oh cuz like they've been hounding on this like all oh, the case the case numbers are going up and it's really terrible out there but now they're saying the businesses should open back up so it's like so like you're obviously saying or you're not really believing what you're saying or you know it's bullshit but you just don't care you know like you don't really care you know and so, some of it's kind of frustrating when you go okay so you say it's you know, you got to trust the science and hey, the science says this. Hey, you have to wear a mask or you're going to die from COVID or
1: something like that. And it's I like, made, well, oh yeah, sorry to make oh, Yeah, I ahead. actually vaguely remember. I don't remember exactly the whole specifics, but and, and when it was, but I do remember there was this thing where they leaked. Uh, I don't know if they actually leaked the physical call or if they just the, the transcript, but I remember I think it was Cuomo himself who was like talking to like some Jewish leaders within the uh within the like the community there and like because I guess he'd been getting shitty with them because they were like doing some of their religious stuff and like weren't really regarding the rules. And it was kind of like, he basically literally was like, Hey guys, I know this is all bullshit, but people are scared. So we got to We got to do this stuff. And it was just, it's just very telling where they're at. It's like, they're just doing stuff because it's like, it's not actually what's best for people. It's just because it's like, well, we're, we, people are scared. So we gotta, we gotta do all this authoritarian bullshit because people are scared. You know, like, I'm not a minarchist, but throw out the Constitution. People are scared. (laughs) We also see, like,
0: the when the New Year's Year's thing was happening and Bill de Blasio is dancing with his wife, you know, having a good time, and nobody else was there. So it's kind of like, okay, so you're basically having a party by yourself and you're telling people, well, you can't celebrate New Year's in Times Square this year because of COVID, but
1: I can because I'm married to Blasio and I can do whatever the fuck I want, you know. Yeah, that's, that's kind animal, of how it feels an animal farm right there yeah you know, all, all animals are equal but some are more equal than others <laughs> that's what that is yeah
0: right it's it's like you know carlin saying it's a you know it's, it's a big it's a big party and you're not in it you know that type it's a big of thing Club,
1: and you're not in it yeah yeah big
0: club yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah
1: but no uh yeah it's a it's a wild shit I and mean, it's, it's like that's what i'm saying i think it's gonna be really interesting thing seeing how this goes forward uh i think we actually talked about a little bit in our episode but i become like in a sense more collapsitarian with all this stuff mm-hmm. because i have children and i'm like i just want to just like go to shit already because i generally way hey three works with every dip you have a you know it comes back up and, and that's the same thing with economics so it's like i'd rather just go complete utter shit that way my kids have some hope of like having a decent life as opposed to dealing with this shit in their adulthood but i mean we'll see how it plays out because they are really overplaying their hand but I, I don't know if it was you or me and gentlemen that were talking about if 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 they're overplaying their hand, but we don't react, then it's not really overplaying their hand. It's an adequate amount of playing their hand. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like well, we if- say they're overplaying their hand, but if we don't do anything about it, it's not really. It's, it's just the right amount of playing their hand.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's like you were saying before that they're trying to see how much they can get away with. I mean... They, I mean, if that's like the test, I mean, they've been testing the citizenry for since what? I don't know when, how long, how long has America been around? Like almost 250, 300 years now. They've been testing America or the citizens forever since the conception of, of America, whatever, you know? Real, and
1: that whiskey rebellion. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and also like, you know, go, talking about the capital thing, or whatever. I mean, people are like, oh, the precious capital was. Was the uh, you know rampage whatever, and I'm just like, well, that's pretty hilarious because <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, it is sad that there had that there were people that that died from that, and it's it's always a tragedy when 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 deaths involved. But you can't honestly tell me that that was some kind of like insurrection or coup because you know these were the same people that say, well, you know, Donald Trump was was uh, voted in only because of Russia and Vladimir Putin helped him out. But then we really look more into it, uh, you know, and and maybe it is because they basically kind of painted Donald Trump into a corner to be like, well, if you do do some good, that that's actually good for America with Russia. Well, that basically proves you are a Russian puppet. So instead, he has to be really hostile towards Russia. I mean, if you do look into it, that's basically the mentality and kind of the action with the Trump administration towards Russia has been pretty bad, and you know. But if you tell people that that thinks. Russia, 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 and all that stuff they're thinking you're a conspiracy theorists or whatever like that. but I can literally show you articles basically showing you all this all this evidence to tell you otherwise, but they're like, eh, whatever he got nominated because of or he became president because of Russia and all those stupid Facebook ads, whatever, which doesn't even make any sense if like I didn't even realize Facebook ads had that much of an influence I mean shit, that's news to me
1: no, as time went on, they kind of totally showed that like. The, what they were talking about was so, like, infinitesimally small. It would have made, like, almost no difference at all. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it was completely another silliness. And it is it is just so hypocritical just with every little thing that they freak out about. It's like it's like you're, you guys are, like, ten times worse about it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. You kind of brought up the whole capital thing. Like, me and, like, to reference my episode with Gentlemen, we kind of went into, like, a political violence, like, earlier, too. And we kind of were, like, went into the whole idea of, like, I know me watching that. I was kind of like, "Fuck yes!" In a sense. And yeah. At the time I was like, I don't think it's gonna work out well for them, <laughs> but like, because we were going. Like, one thing we talked about is that pretty much any violence against the state is merited because the state by itself is violence, right? Like morally merited. But now is it like smart? Almost never. No, You're, it's probably gonna backfire. So like, it's the same idea. Like I brought up a, a, a thing that happened. I think in the past year there was a guy who got pulled over by the cops and they were like messing with him and uh, I, I want to see like drugs on him or something and that's why he didn't want to get out of the car but they kept like wanting to get out of the car. You he watch the videos being perfectly polite and it was like sir leave me alone like I didn't do anything wrong you guys are doing me whatever and they were messing with him and then they finally like yanked him out of the car and then he pulled his gun and killed both of them and it was like and I know there was a whole lot of pearl clutching that happened but me coming from like being like an ancap cap I was like that is morally justified. But was it smart? Would I have done it? Hell no. Because that dude's going to rot in prison the rest of his life. And that was kind of the same idea with the Capitol building. With like, I think they were perfectly morally justified in a sense for what they were doing. But it was very dumb. <laughs> like, it's not going to work out well for them. And that's completely backfired in the conservatives. Like, Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and another thing too about that is – now they can, and, and we've already seen that with how they've been talking with all this, like, you know, second impeachment of Donald Trump and, you know, moving forward, you know, healing this nation or whatever like that, according to Joe Biden, which is hilarious. Him saying that that's going to be great. Let's see. Let's really see how he's going to heal this nation. We'll see. Um, but then they're already using the, the Capitol raid as this, Oh man, the January 6th is this terrible day. It's going to live in infamy and everything like that. And, and, you, you already know it's gonna be I mean, I guess you can compare it to nine eleven and and the fact that they're gonna be going to that date and that incident as well, this is our reason why we're gonna take more of your freedoms away because we don't want I mean you see how they're they're guarding all the uh like DC because of the impeachment. They're trying to guard as as heavily guarded as they can possibly get it where there's like 20,000 troops or something like that last i read i'm like 20,000 troops in dc like what what kind of crazy like what is the what are they like in afghanistan or something like that or whatever it is it's like man this is crazy
1: sorry this may be a silly aside but have you ever seen that office meme where it's like uh but it's like a world war ii thing and it's like uh it's like japan and it's like well why why didn't you do this to germany like Uh, they they did all this and this and this. And they're like, well, they didn't fuck with our boats.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
1: It was like, this is literally the exact same scenario, but it's like the, it's like the right being like, well, why didn't you do this to the left? They, they ride for months. It's like, well, they didn't fuck with our building.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, it also, it also kind of shows you too, that when private property is damaged, when businesses are in flames and destroyed, you know, they'll, they'll just kind of sit back and just be like, well, I mean, it was mostly peaceful. You know, I mean, you see those those videos where CNN or MSNBC or whatever, it's like, you know, oh, you know, other than maybe a couple of incidents of violence, it wasn't that bad. But then right behind it, was like a freaking massive building in flames behind them. You're just like, dude, like literally turn around. <laughs> like turn around. Like what are you talking about? This doesn't even make any sense.
1: No, yeah, it's it's, it's a wild time to be alive because that's what I'm kind of getting at. It's like if there was some grand conspiracy, this would be the, the, the social experiment where they're like how – how much will these sheep take before they do anything? Oh, this much? This much? This much? All right. Go ahead and roll out the gun control. You know, like yeah. I was listening to somebody today. Actually, I think it was Dave Smith's appearance on uh Tim Pool. And it was they were kind of that but like, you know, people always say, like, oh, if they were come for our guns, there'll be a civil war. And like, even me, like, I kind of always like believe that. I don't have a lot of faith in the American people. And even now I'm kinda like, I don't know. I think they probably wouldn't do shit. Like I I genuinely think they could probably do door to door and like Maybe not door-to-door. That might be overstepping it. Because even then, like I was kind of getting to you earlier, there's that urban-rural divide. I don't think that'd fly in the rural areas. Urban urban areas? Yep. I think it would be just fine. You know, like, I think that the American people probably wouldn't do shit at this point. I mean, you kind of, it's almost like that, like, you allow them to compromise, you compromise a little bit, and it's kind of like now you have no ground to stand on. Because it's yeah. like, why they, I feel like a lot of, the, like, especially the pushback area type, is because this, this, like lockdowns and all that stuff it was like such a gray area where it's like the second amendment. they are like, well, that's the second amendment and that's our fucking guns. But with like lockdowns, it's just like, there's no like amendment for lockdowns necessarily. You probably could, I mean, maybe there is like one you could tie it into, but it's like for them, it's not clear cut or as user friendly or, you know what I mean? So, and, but, but once you've given that little bit of ground now, it's kind of like, well, this is not as much to swallow, you know? Well,
0: that's why like, you can't, you can't take them seriously when they talk about all that stuff. Because, it, like, if, okay, so if, this, if the Constitution was going to do anything, then, then why, why did they stop it? Because you see Democrats saying, well, the con, you know, constitutional blah, blah, blah. And then Republicans are the same thing. It's like, well, both of you think the Constitution is is, is all is whatever you think it is. Everybody has their interpretation of what the Constitution is. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? Like, how, or I don't even know. You know, it's like reading a book. Everybody interprets when they read some, the same book. Five people will interpret that book differently. So, and plus, and I know this was mentioned before, what, you know, if you read no trees by the Spooner, it's like, well, that, that constitution was done for that period. So are you going to tell me that the constitution is still good? And, and I know like, I know some of the, the, like some of the conservatives will, will also kind of get kind of mad when they hear this because, it, you know, when they hear um, the people who hate guns they go, well, the second amendment was made when, you know, the constitution was made in 1776 and it was only when, you know, there was only muskets and everything like that. But it's like, well, I mean, they kind of have a point because it was when they're only muskets, but then at the same time, it was just for that particular time period. You know, that's why they kept making amendments. Say, like, okay, well, this amendment's for this time, now this amendment is for this time. But I didn't sign, I didn't sign anything about that. I didn't, <laughs> yeah, I, didn't I didn't have a con- there's no contract says I agree to the constitution. So yeah. it, it shouldn't apply to me.
1: And and people don't get to sign contracts on my behalf unless I delegate that authority to them. You know, like there's just like, yeah, no, no treason for anyone listening. Go check that shit out, especially if you have some delusion that the Constitution means a goddamn thing. It'll uh, it'll dispel that real quick.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Spooner was a hell of a guy. But once I read that book, I went and read all his work because he was he was a really interesting fellow. Like he just like, he had his like spat with a post office and all sorts yeah. of shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. I need to, I need to get into more of his work. Like No Treason is the, is the one that I've, I've read and, and heard the audiobook for too. But like, I definitely need to look into more of his work for sure. I would
1: say though the No Treason is his best book in my opinion. So yeah. there's a reason why it's the most famous, but his yeah. other books are great too. And it like also just fun learning about his life. Cause it's like, like I know there was one thing that I read that was like his political essays and letters and stuff. And it was just kind of interesting learning about him. Cause he, he was a uh, really an anarchist through and through. He just was not about the state. <laughs> yeah. he tried to compre- create a competing uh, market with a post office, and he actually kind of did, but then they put him out of business because mm-hmm. the state does. But <laughs> it was just a yeah. he was an interesting fellow. Yeah. So and I do. I also liked how he was a conundrum to at least to a me in that he was he believed that South should have been able to secede, but he was also a a abolitionist to the nth degree. Like I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure, I might be t- I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's, like, heavily implied. Like, I don't think it was ever confirmed, but it's heavily implied. He probably really, like, he su- tried to supply guns to slaves so they could kill their masters. So, like, he was not about that shit. So, like, he was wow. not about slavery. Like, he he was he was a man of action, and he meant what he said. So, yeah, interesting fellow, for sure. But, yeah, and he was also, I think he was a lawyer, so that's where, like, when you read No Treason, it's like a it's like a steal, it's like a steel what's the word i'm looking for like a, a foolproof like argument against why the Constitution's nonsense yeah it's basically being like people don't get a signed contract for you even then like especially people from decades past you know centuries past at this point but yeah we're going on a whole tangent here
0: <laughs> yeah um but yeah so uh kind of going back to um the the liberty movement and everything like that can you talk about some of the like positive aspects in terms of like for the future of the Liberty movement and, and not just a group, but like, I guess, cause I know some people don't really like the term the Liberty movement, but that's kind of what most people associate that term with. So I'm going to say it, but like, what do you like kind of see in terms of the Liberty movement moving forward?
1: Oh, uh, just to back up, that was actually intentional that we picked that name. I know it was kind of like hokey. Yeah. But we were, like I said, we were kind of trying to play leftist games while being principled because like that was a big thing. Like if you know, say like, for example, black lives matter, like, do you know, do you remember all the times where people be like, Oh, well that's, That's the movement, not, not the fucking, not the organization or vice versa, you know? And it was like, it was kind of like perfect, like obfuscated it. And that was kind of like we were playing off of is like that you can utilize that energy. And we, I'd also like read Edward Bernays' propaganda around that time. And it was kind of like, why not use this power for good kind of, kind of shit, you know? And uh, yeah, no, that, that was completely intentional that we did that because, I mean, how often do you hear someone say the Liberty Movement? Like, damn near every libertarian podcast I listen to, they say the Liberty Movement at some point. So it's yeah. like, why not utilize that energy? Um, but yeah, no. Uh, going forward, I, I mean, I mean, this is thing I've talked about a few times. I think there are a lot of opportunities. I mean, this is me not I'm not talking specifically about the group, which I think that's a part of it, and I hope it does well. We'll see. Uh, I mean, like this, what I'm doing right now is kind of a an offshoot of it as well. Um, but I see, I'm kind of. I, this this one thing I've talked about a lot. I was black pilled at the beginning and I'm I, I feel like I'm white pilled now. And part of that was because the black pill got me ready. But also through thinking, I'm kind of white-pilled. I think I think if you put yourself in the right spot, you can be in good spot going forward. I think like I was implying and I mean I guess I'll go into this a little bit. I like I know a lot of people know about like the great reset 2030 kind of shit. Like that's a little bit conspiracy minded stuff, but they've been talking about how like going forward in the like the next decade. That they're going to kind of create these like smart cities and they're going to kind of like, and I think that's probably a good indication of where things are going to go. I think they're going to, the state is really going to start cracking down power in these urban areas. But I think they're just not going to be able to do that in the urban, in the rural areas. So I think it's going to create more of a divide. And I feel like it's really reminiscent of a book I read, uh, Against the Grain by James C. Scott, and how we talk about how the first states were, were started. And he, they were like started around the advent of agriculture. And he goes into big into that, how like the, the state like utilized agriculture to kind of like thrive off of because they were able to like tax tax easier when agriculture came along. But he goes big into how there were actually societies on the outskirts of these like fertile areas that the state, they put their presence in. And these were like your anarchist or like tribe societies, you know, almost like I guess you could say minarchist kind of. And they, and he was going to how like in fossil records and just like, you know, historical records show that these guys probably actually had better standards of lives than the people in the States. Cause they like, for example, like if like, especially early agriculture was not a healthy way to live. Cause you were very much like restricting your diet to like a lot of wheats and stuff. And like, and even the animals you did have were like very restricted. Whereas the people in the outskirts were foraging, they were hunting, they were having like a very diverse diet. I mean, it just from everything show that they had they had probably a better standard of life. And I think we're kind of history might repeat itself and uh, have that happen kind of all over again in a different way. And I think it'll be kind of interesting to see that because I think there's going to be a big divide between rural urban and rural going forward. Is my opinion. I could be completely wrong. But just a lot of the reading I've had that also kind of goes into a lot of stuff. Konkin wrote about with his at like his idea of an agorist revolution, how that the state would start where would start asserting its power to more of a smaller location where it may seemingly be like they have more power, but they're exerting their power over a smaller area. So in a sense, they kind of have less power. So I think it's more about asserting you or putting you and your, especially your, your, you know, your like future generations to be in a spot where you will not be under that influence. If you can put your in, like, I would say, get the fuck out of the the cities. If you're in the city, you should really be making plans to get out personally, or at least the States like say like Florida, where even in the city areas, it's not as bad. So like, because I do think there's going to be a big, big divide between urban and rural. So I think you need to be getting out of there. Because I think, especially for years to come, it's going to, it's going to, it's, it's going to be like, yeah, I think it's that's going to be a thing. But I think it's just about putting yourself in the right spots. And yeah, because I think we're going to kind of see, yeah, I kind of rambled up. but I think I got the idea across, so, and I kind of lost my train of thought there. But yeah, I, I do think it's positive going forward if you take the right steps. You know, fortune favors the prepared. So and that's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, uh, so I, I think that's a, a good way to, to end it. Um, yeah. So you want to let people know where, where they can find your stuff and uh, go ahead and plug away.
1: Yeah. I got the no way Jose YouTube channel. Uh, go check that out. Um, also I got that, that, that podcast is on pretty much everywhere podcasts can be found. So, you know, um, I'm sure we'll probably put in the, he'll probably put in the video description if you want to go find the specific links for every one of those. Um, I also am on the Liberty movement YouTube channel. Um, and with the catch of that is that it's, that's only going to have my, um, my, uh, cultural non-political content, which is probably about half my content, if not more. I only recently branched out and started doing a little bit more political stuff, um, and current events type stuff. Uh, you can also, that's also on BitChute as well. Go check out the Liberty Movement group. Uh, it's on Facebook. It's on, uh, MeWe. Uh, we also got like merch if you want, if you want to check that out. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, yeah, if you want to ever hit me up, hit me up at the Liberty Movement Global at gmail.com. Oh, I've also been wanting to get input. So if any of you guys are tech people, go check out endthefed.app. Let me know what you think. It's someone I've been given an offer to promote. and I really like the concept of it. It's just, I'm not a tech guy, so I'd like to get some input from you guys before I move forward. And, yeah, that's about uh, all I got.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, Jose, for coming on. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. I, mean, I had fun with our episode too. I don't even really mention it. We had you on the other day uh, yeah. to talk about fatherhood because you're uh, you got you got a little fuck trophy on the way. So
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs>
1: um,
0: but yeah. So you know, for me, you can follow me at Shane Scout. That's pretty much probably you know any social media. That's where you're gonna find me. Just search my name, and you're I'm sure I'll be there somewhere. I don't know. Um, but also subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, And then our Facebook page. Um, And also, if you want to support us, you can go support us over on Patreon. I have a Patreon page. Uh, So, yeah, I really appreciate everyone's support all through the whole beginning of the show to now and hopefully continues. Um, So, again, thanks, Jose, for coming on. And to everyone listening and watching, we will see you in the next one.